know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I'm not worried about that. Just- I, I hit record. I got you. All right. All right. So this week, we are talking. I'm not going to lie to you. This might have been my favorite episode of Deep Space Nine ever. <laughs> like I can't even like the amount of joy that I had watching this episode. I was just I was smiling the entire time. This episode is brilliant. This is the greatest episode of Deep Space Nine I've ever seen. You know the realization I came to after watching this in uh, TNG. I hate the Ferengi. Uh huh. In DS Nine. I love the Ferengi. They're the best. It's like a whole different race. Yeah. Well, yeah but, well in the first, in, in TNG, they're just like monkeys jumping around with swords, basically. Yeah. And it was the same, or electric whips. Yeah. Laser whip. But it was the same, a lot of the same actors were from, you know, on, the, on uh, TNG. Yeah. Where the original Ferengi came over. But, uh, no, what was the thing, though? So every year on my birthday, I watch Magnificent Seven. Yes. So when I see an episode of, of Star Trek called, you know, Magnificent Ferengi, I'm like, this better, you know, pay some kind of tribute. And yeah, so it didn't dawn on me at first. When they're when doing the count. I was like, oh, they're yeah, doing they're, It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, because I, I don't watch the Magnificent Seven every year on my birthday, but the Magnificent Seven is one of my go-to films. Like, ooh, I, I'm bored. I want to watch it with movie. Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt. No, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that That's, one. It's not that, bad. Coming from somebody who watches the original every year, um, I did not dislike the new one. I actually enjoyed it. Okay. It's not bad because I love the original. I love Steve McQueen. I love Yul Brenner. I love I love the whole movie. Like it's so is Quark Yul Brenner in this. I guess he would be right. If they would, I'm telling you, if they would have had the scene where maybe have Rom shaking his fucking shotgun shells, my dick would have got hard and I would have came in my pants. Because that's my favorite scene in the whole film, especially when you know the background of the film. Because yeah. Yul Brenner, Dennis, I don't know if you know this, but there's a scene in the movie where Yul Brenner is talking and Steve McQueen is just sitting next to him on a stagecoach, just shaking shotgun shells. It's a hearse. Yeah, it's a hearse. That's right. It is a hearse because it's got the Native American on it. Steve McQueen fucking hated Yul Brenner. They hated each other. Oh, yeah. Like well, they, no, that, that was the thing that Yul Brenner hated Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, yeah. But Steve McQueen could give a shit. And Steve McQueen... So just to fuck with him. Yeah, he's just the coolest motherfucker on the face of the earth. So, like, there's this scene where Yul Brenner is doing this, he's a, we're going to bury this guy, and, and he's just sitting there shaking shotgun shells for no reason whatsoever. Well, he's, he's like, he, he listened to him and... <laughs> it's magnificent. It's a wonderful scene. But, um, but yeah, I love... The original. It's it's really good. The Magnificent Seven's great. That one scene though has my favorite line when there's the the guy you know because there's people in the windows that are going to try to snipe them. Yeah, because they're going to bury a uh, Native American guy in a graveyard, and the white people don't want him there. Yeah, and so somebody takes a shot, and Steve McQueen reaction you know fires back or whatever, and Yul Brynner says, uh, "What was it? Did you get elected?" And he, he feels the bullet hole, and he's like, no, but I got nominated. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It was, just, it was one of those wonderful. stupid yeah. little things. 
It's such a great film. It was but a like, long time before I could tell a hot rock from my elbow. I mean, <laughs> what is that even? And I love the scene with the knife fight with um. I forget the act. Is it? Is it? What is the? Uh, J- is Cor- it? James Corbin? Corbin. Yeah, with the knife where he's fighting the guys with the knives. But yeah. he's yeah, it's great. And it's a great film. Like you should watch the original Magnificent Seven. But this movie, it's this episode. I couldn't. I loved it. Like I, this is the best decompression episode I've ever seen. We brought back so many guests, Ferengi. Yeah, it was amazing. all of them. Because when when and some new ones. Yeah. yeah. When Quark says we're gonna do this with Ferengi, I'm like, how the hell are they gonna find seven Ferengi? There's no way. Like <laughs> they just start pulling Ferengi out of their ass. It's amazing. Yeah. Now I know we've seen Brunt before. Yes, and and I gotta tell you, man, like FCA. considering that Jeffrey Bola. Jeffrey Combs is playing two people, yeah. you couldn't tell at all. Like his voice is different. Everything he's, about well, he's not playing two people in this episode. No, but I'm saying he plays two actors. He plays two characters in the series. Oh no, he plays three, four characters in the series. He's four characters in the series. There, there's an episode toward the end of seventh season where he plays three characters in one episode. Get out of town. Yes, sir. Wow. It's coming. It is, he, and then he, he's, he plays characters on uh, Enterprise. I know he's on Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, but I, because he's- the guy, right? Yeah. Yep, Shron. Because he's Wyoon in, in Deep Space Nine, and he's also, what's well, he, his face? Well, you remember he was the creepy guy who uh, wanted the holodeck with- um, That's right. He was Nerese in it, too, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he's uh, Wayun, and he's Brunt, and then he's um, Shron. But you can't, but the cool part is like Wayun and Brunt are completely different in every way, yeah. shape, or form. It's not just the makeup, it's the voice. It's the, I have a ship. You know, it's like, yeah. it's wonderful. Like, it's yeah. such a great episode. The guy's a great actor. He is. And the whole episode is, it's just so wonderfully paced and fun. And man, if you, can't enjoy this episode just get out of the star trek business like you've got no there's no reason for you to like this show it's it's perfect maybe it's just me maybe i'm speaking no, too highly no, of it no. dennis dennis is making bitch face at me so no, i don't know you're kind of biting your lip no, like, i enjoyed it very much i'm letting you uh, just no don't let me just gush over it other people please join in it's good <laughs> I, I, I I like the part where he threw the knife. <laughs> that, that was fun. That was the thing. They had the they had a knife guy. Yeah, they um, had like a psychopath. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Like it's now, granted, just, there were only six of them, but still. Well, they. I mean, it was hard to come up with six Ferengi to begin with. They had to just yeah. make one guy up out of the blue. But I mean, they brought back his cousin. Yeah, you know, which was cool. See, and I love the cousin. I mean, the, the the voice decisions that that guy made for that character. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm 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 cool with this one. It's just so good because Wait, the plot... has he been on before? Yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, the one the where, where Cork was trying to become a gun runner and then had second thoughts. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, because they were going to kill like 13 billion people or some shit. And, right. Okay, yeah. I remember now. But they had. Um... That seems like six years ago. It did. It does seem like a really long time ago. It but was just last season. But that's what makes it even cooler because they you know, they brought back basically every Ferengi you've ever seen, and they just kind of had. Oh man, it was just so much fun! Like the whole because plot of the episode. Mookie. 
Moogie's been captured by the Dominion. That's wonderful. How did that happen? I mean, why They're not? a little vague on that, though. It's like, well, fringy women are supposed to travel like that. Yeah. Okay, I got it. But at the same time, um, just, we just randomly have hostage situations with the Dominion now. Why not? They're just, I mean, they're wrecking shop. They're doing some shit. It doesn't man. really seem like the Dominion's MO just to they just hold that ship hostage. Up. Yeah. You know? Like, they will take prisoners of war and make them fight to the death. But uh, yeah, but Moogie's different though, because like her Vorta, Iggy, her sex, Iggy, maybe, and financial advice. Like Iggy Pop is Iggy Pop is listening to her, like, hmm, yeah, that's a good idea. I gotta diversify more my portfolio and shit. Yeah, it was Iggy, it was a fun surprise to see Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop is a natural Vorta. Like he looked like he barely had any makeup on. Yeah. And he looked like he was not really stretching for the acting. I mean, yeah. just, uh, just having a conversation. Here's the thing is when I first saw, because when I saw the, the credits, when I was watching it tonight, I'm like, Iggy Pop was on Star Trek? <laughs> because when I first watched this back in 90-whatever, I didn't know what an Iggy Pop was. <laughs> oh, really? Right. So the significance of Iggy Pop being on this was like, I whatever what's an iggy pop i don't know moving on with my life oh like that uh the uh vorta guy was pretty funny though and i think it's cool because i mean in order for iggy pop to be a vorta on deep space nine he that tells me he likes this show yeah like there's no way that's like he was he was just getting into acting at that point because he was in the second crow movie around this time too yeah but i mean Mm. like what a random character to be, though. Like, he, he's yeah. got to be a Star Trek fan in some capacity to want to fucking play a like, Vorta. Uh, the guy from Fleetwood Mac, right? Well, uh, two Nick people from Fleetwood Mac were on there. Yeah. Mick and uh, Mick Fleetwood and somebody else. They Stevie were the, Nicks. They were in the, the heavy fish makeup. Stevie Nicks played a fish. <laughs> Was it, oh, what's, what's that guy's name? Um uh, Every time Lin- they Lindsay Buckingham, yeah, Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> but now I've got to look it up. Every time they do the uh, "What's up with that?" on SNL, what's up with Thompson, that? Lindsay yeah. Buckingham's always the third guest they never get to. Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> we fucking hate Fleetwood Mac. What's wrong with Fleetwood Mac? They just suck. I used to hate them when I was a kid. They're just boring. Oh, so you're saying that I have simple tastes, Dennis? Is that it? No, I, I said I used to hate them when I was a kid. That doesn't mean you have simple tastes. Do you like them now? No, I mean, they're okay, I guess. They suck. I don't, I don't, <laughs> seek, I don't seek them out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Iggy Pop has to be a Star Trek fan, because why would he want to be a Vorta? Like that's such a random thing because if you're gonna get to be, he's kind of an unusual dude. Yeah, maybe, maybe David Bowie talked him into it. <laughs> hey, you should totally do this. No, I guess it was it was just uh, Mick Fleetwood. Sorry. Because if you're gonna be a, if you're a famous guy, if you're Iggy yeah. Pop, right? Mm-hmm. And Is they say, famous? "Hey, Iggy Pop's pretty fucking famous." Is he? Because I never heard of him until, like I said. I mean, he was like, like he's influential in this to like a lot of bands in the seventies and eighties and stuff like that. But um, I've always known who Iggy Pop was. Like I'm thinking it was Jenny who introduced me to what an Iggy Pop was, and I still didn't listen to his music. I just knew the name then. Oh yeah. 
and then right. I pretended like I already knew. She's not going to listen to this episode. So like I pretended like, oh, yeah, Iggy Pop, yeah. It seems like every every 10 years or so, Iggy Pop comes back into the national consciousness. Like into vogue. Well, then he has to do that. That way you can't tell how much he's aged in between iterations. Yeah. Well, he's always looked old, so that's Dude, one his, his new know. record, the record he did with uh, Josh Hope from Queens of the Stone Age is great. I'm sure it is. 40 years from now, when they're doing the uh, Dork Trek podcast <laughs> about Dork Trek, they'll talk about how, oh, yeah, Iggy Pop, yeah, every 10 years, he just kind of comes back into the... Uh... Iggy Pop was on an episode of Dork Trek. <laughs> what? <laughs> but my point, my point being, dummies, if you're gonna be Iggy Pop, and I think he's, Iggy Pop is pretty famous, oh, yeah. um, and he's gonna say, I want to be on an episode of Star Trek, they're, he's gonna want to be like a Klingon or something. So the fact that they made him a Vorta, he's like, okay, I like the. I, he's got to know the show. I think. I don't think he would want to be a Klingon just because that would actually require. That would be the that, best one to be. Level. No. Think about oh James God. Worthy. James Worthy was a great Klingon. Yeah, but young Klingons are played by black guys. Old <laughs> Klingons are played by old, like fat white guys. So he's neither one of those. Yeah, and you don't want to get like a brown face charge on you twenty years later. So. <laughs> But uh, no, it's, I think with him, just the sarcastic tone that he was able to take and yeah. just the, the attitude that he was able to. Yeah, he, was, he's, he was made to play a Vorta. Yeah, it just that that Vorta was definitely more of my favorite Vorta, than, like my second favorite Vorta, because Kevin or Kivon. Kivon. Uh, yeah. He's a good Vorta. He was good. He was really sad Vorga. He was he was like he was really he was emo Vorta. Like he well, was yeah, like, but he was the, but the on the episode where they were on the planet, crashed on the planet. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. He was great. Yeah. He, he's a piece of shit Vorta. Yeah. That's the whole point there. Uh, I like the Sean Combs. These guys are shitty middle management. Yeah. And <laughs> he's, he's perfect. And, and now As a that shitty he, middle manager, I take offense to that. And now that he knows that he's like, Yeah, they're gonna debrief me and kill me. And he's like, My life is over. Like he's so emo and sad. Like he's just the best. He's like hot topic Vorta, dude. It's awesome. I hate the Ferengi. <laughs> Everything about this episode just rules. Because they get together and they say, Okay, look, we're gonna rescue her, we're gonna make like a fucking strike team and get in there. But then they realize this is a terrible plan. And yeah. they should have kind of realized that from the jump off. Yeah. So th then they decide, like, okay, we're going to negotiate because that's what we do. We're negotiators. So no. they take they take Vorta Kivon, not to be confused as the other guy from Good Burger, and they say, look, we're going to switch them. You're going to give us Boogie, and we're going to give you fucking Good Burger, and everybody will be happy. Yeah. And it's such a brilliant idea. Which, I, how did Starfleet, like, sign off on this? Uh, it was payback for saving uh, Kira. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, because he saved Kira from the from certain death. Remember? Wow. You know. I see. Yeah. And, so you know, it, it, it all worked out at the end because you know you do a Vorta for you know they give you a Vorta and you bring one back. Yeah, and you get Iggy Pop Vorta, and he can sing all of his. That's a, a better Vorta. Yeah. yeah, and plus it's a fresh Vorta. Yeah, oh. they've already got all the information out of that. Yeah. So now you know, of course, Iggy Pop's going to sing. It's so wonderful. Like this episode's just so good. You know what's disgusting though? If you try to do a Google search for Iggy Pop, if you put in Iggy, he's not the first Iggy that comes up. Oh, Iggy Azalea? Yeah. Gross. Really disappointing. Well, it's you know. She hasn't even been relevant for like 
eight years. Yeah, so Iggy Pop has been okay. around for a thousand years. He comes back every 10 years. Maybe she'll start doing that. Maybe she'll be on an episode of Discovery. And then That'd the cycle cool. continues. I the doubt it. The Icky <laughs> continues into the future. Iggy Pop, he's really good. I mean, it's just... It's a really great episode. I can't I can't stress how much just fun it is. Like the idea of the idea, I mean, because even the premise, like, okay, Quark is gonna put together a strike team of Ferengi to take on the Gem Hadar to rescue his mom is hilarity. Yeah. Like that statement is just amazing. And who's the first guy they get? Nog. It's like this is this is wonderful. Yeah. Like this is the best. And they totally stroke Nog's ego to get him. You'll be like, you'll be like Worf. Yeah, strategic operations manager. Yeah, you'll be like Worf. We don't. Have, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. You, you can tell us what to do. That's three. And that's that's right out of the movie. Three. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Well, we we didn't have a, a PTSD. Uh, yeah, we. You're right. We didn't have what's his name? Uh, Robert. Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. We needed a Robert. Also Vaughn. of the A team. Yes. Also, no. Robert Vaughn wasn't on the A team. Absolutely, he was on the A team. No. Robert yes, Vaughn. Sir. Yeah, he was he was the guy who was in charge of the eighteen. No, 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 no. Missions. Robert Vaughn was on the eighteen. Are you talking about like later seasons of yes. the eighteen? Yeah. After, they got captured. They went to prison. They were going to get executed, and he helped fake their deaths so that now their records would be clear and the military wouldn't be chasing them anymore. And now he became like the the team lead and sit back at operational headquarters and he'd come. Yeah, this week, team, we need you to do a little favor for the government and go take care really? of Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. I promise you, Robert Vaughn, A-Team. I think it was like the last season. Yeah, this season introduced General Hunt, General Hunt Stockwell, Robert Vaughn. Hunt Stockwell. Who, <laughs> that's the worst name. <laughs> Who, while serving as team's primary antagonist, was also the team's boss and joined them on several missions. Huh, okay, Robert Vaughn. Yep. Interesting. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a shark? I, I couldn't tell. Somebody just jumped it. Yeah, like that's so weird. Like I can't believe Hannibal was cool with that. Yeah, bring in Robert Vaughn. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Wow. So George Papard is not enough. Now we got to get some other old white guy. Like, or, or bring on Robert Vaughn. If that doesn't work, bring me Robert Goulet. <laughs> like, was I one of their missions of to uh, try and sell reverse mortgages to old people or something? <laughs> That was much later in his life. That, that was to get you to the hurt line on time. Yeah. Dude. Oh, that's right. Yes. Say what you want, but Man from Uncle is a fucking fantastic show. Absolutely. I Gilles love. Kiryakin was my favorite Russian. Yeah. And, and the episode of Columbo where Robert Vaughn kills that woman on the cruise ship. Have you seen that one where he's like a car dealer and he shoots a, like he's, he's fucking like some singer on a cruise ship? And he kills. It's a great episode of Columbo, because even on a cruise ship, he's wearing that goddamn overcoat. It's like, why would you bring that on a cruise? Like, why would you bring your overcoat on a fucking cruise? It's a really good episode. I love Robert Vaughn. He's a great act. He's a great television actor. Yeah, Not he's so got that that seventies actor look. Yeah. Well, he was very. I mean, for his time, he was a very handsome fella because he was yeah. the handsome guy on Man from Uncle. You know, yeah, he, was the, he was the handsome guy in Superman four, three, three. Huh. I didn't even realize yeah, it was Richard Pryor. Yeah, he was oh, the one right. masterminding the whole thing. Yep. And oh, I was telling a friend of mine. Well, he's—I mean, he is a friend of mine, but he's also twelve. 
but he's a but he's he's a friend of anything we need to know bob he's a he's the son of a friend of mine but he's a good kid like he's a nice young man he reads comics he's a good kid he was telling me he's been watching murder she wrote like because he's like an old soul it's a great show and i told him i told him i was like dude watch cole check the night stalker he's like okay i gotta check that out yeah because if he likes murder, I said, it's a little campy. It's kind of silly, yeah. but it's a really great show. Like it's all about like the, and he was like, all right, I'm going to watch that. It's like, I think murder, she wrote better than culture. So, I don't know. The premise of Kolchak boy is pretty who's watching, great. Who's watching murder, she wrote in Kolchak. <laughs> then the only thing that we can do is basically look at all the things that Ben likes and suggest <laughs> it to this kid. Because <laughs> if, if you lock in on those two things, you've locked in on like, you know, yeah. Like, uh, a part of my brain that, that covers about 25% of my personality. Just got to get him watching Star Trek and he's good. He's, you know, he, no, don't do that. But man, I tell you what, I love Man from Uncle. That's a good one. But anyway, but this, I mean, this episode is just so, I mean, I can't, maybe I'm gushing too much, but I love the Ferengi. I love, love, love Magnificent Seven. It's just, it's a perfect marriage. Yeah. First they episode of 18. The, they go back to the other, uh, the not Tiraknor. Yeah. Yeah. Empoch Nor? Is that what M- it's called? Yeah, Tupac Nor, I believe. Yeah, Empoch <laughs> Like, there's just so many fun callbacks on this episode, and then. That's why I fucked your wormful, you fat motherfucker. Oh my God. <laughs> now, there was a new actress playing Moogie, though. Was there? Really? Wasn't it? Because I thought the. It better original- not be. The original Moogie was the. I'm not recast my Moogie. SCTV. And then this Moogie was a new Moogie. And Get then out they, of town. I, I want to say yes. I Doesn't see. How fast can Dennis Google this? Adams portrayed the reoccurring character of Moogie. She had five, four of her five appearances were on Deep Space Nine, replacing Andrea Martin. You're correct. Yeah. Oh, the very first Moogie was different, but. Yeah. I think. The last couple have been the same. Andrea Martin. Yep, she's yes. from SCTV. Yeah. Cicely Adams was the uh, the one. Cicely Tyson. Cicely Adams. <laughs> Some good makeup. <laughs> but, now, would uh, she get Would she get in trouble for being in whiteface? Oh man. What? Moogie this, died. Well, that was the, the woman who played Moogie. Yeah, I Cicely mean, Cicely Adams. She was young too. She's yeah. forty six years old. I mean, we all, to quote Manny Fresh, we all got to go somewhere. Well, Andrea Martin is still around. Well, maybe it's the, the curse of Moogie. She's, uh, and she was born in Jamaica, Queens. I wonder if she knew my mom. My mom grew up there. Around the same time, they're contemporaries. I asked my mom, Mom, do you know Moogie? <laughs> <laughs> I know Moogie. Moogie was a went to the same school, Moogie and I. Moogie's a good dog. I no, love, Moogie, I miss, I Moogie, miss not Moogie. Moogie. But yeah, dude, I mean, I can't say enough about how wonderful this episode is. Absolutely. It's great. Like, Highly encourage everyone to watch it. And Christopher Shea, the guy who plays Kivon, is so good. Because then what ends up happening is like, they they kill him. Yeah. They, they kill him accident. on accident because, because they work everything out. This whole thing is going to fly. And you're like, wow, I can't believe this is going to work. But something's got to happen. Like, how are they going to fuck this up? And then, of course... Your boy fucking Rom 
admits that, oh man, it was 50 gold platinum, not 20. So then everybody gets mad. And this the one, the, the, the uncle, no, the cousin, your cousin. Yeah. yeah. Should have done this a long time ago. And he goes to shoot him and misses and he shoots the fucking, uh, the Vorta in the chest. And he says, hi. <laughs> it's just so like the the jokes are good like With the contempt that that garfield hates money yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's wonderful <laughs> like it's so light-hearted but it doesn't feel like a throwaway episode yeah. if that makes sense well see you're gonna have light-heartedness anytime Ferengian are involved oh, of course i mean you, you can't have a dark episode or at least yeah. not too dark if it's an all Ferengi cast and it's an all Ferengi cast and think about the one scene um, I know it's in the very beginning of the episode where Nog and, um, excuse me, where Rom and Quark are just going through the Jeffrey's tubes of the station. <laughs> They're just, and you're like, where the fuck are they going? What are they doing? And they just end up in Cisco's office. And like, so Can I help you? <laughs> it's just like, that's wonderful. That's I, like was, at Albuquerque. I was mad that he appeared again in the episode because if that would have been his only appearance, it would have been fucking great. I was hoping. I was sitting yeah. there and like, oh, please don't come back. I just, I need that to be the, I got my check this week. Because it was fucking hilarious. He just looks over, can I help you? And he's like, oh, I made, made, <laughs> I made a wrong turn or something. I was following you. And he closes the door and that's it. And it's fucking brilliant. Now, the best thing about that scene for me, though, was that it reminded me how cheap this show was. Because that was the, when DS9 came around. And I guess TNG to a degree, but DS9 it really would show sometimes because they would use like real world stuff mm-hmm. to uh, like, and then just like paint it up or whatever. Like, <laughs> um, and they would use like monitors with like Macintosh. So you'd have like the Chicago font or something. And I'm like, wait, that's the default Mac font. What are you doing? <laughs> they use Macs in the future. This is awesome. But the uh, models in his office, uh-huh were the models that were in my bedroom because huh. they were just like they straight up the ones from your bedroom <laughs> yeah they came to my house it was, it was like dude what the fuck they came but, to the jeffrey's tubes and just <laughs> yoink no but so it was they had like a uh miranda class and the other one but they were just like the the ertl go to the you know to the hobby shop and <laughs> just uh, pick them up and they were Star Trek, you know, Star Trek models that you can get at the stores. I've always wanted to try to build models, but I just suck at it. Like, I remember I went through a phase and I built a fucking bird of prey and it was the hardest thing ever because the fucking neck on the bird of prey is too long and it would always sag. Just Well, that's the thing, because I've built probably four constitution classes Mm -hmm. and those goddamn nacelles getting those they just lean well either get they either go out of sync like this right your hands mesmerizing you almost had me hypnotized man i would have been your slave one (laughs) save your money (laughs) patreon patreon cash Cash. master by a 20 dollar level it's like that scene it's like that scene in fucking ed wood where he just but uh no so it's kind of cool to be reminded of that again too though but again though i want to build those things but they just sag like just and i was like man how the fuck does this thing stay up because they put i remember for the old that's what she said 
Oh, hey now, for the old bird of prey, they put the base under the body of it and yeah. the neck just hangs there yeah. and the glue's not powerful enough yeah. to keep the neck up. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I got to talk dirty to it. You know, that was the thing like with the Miranda class with my, I did the uh, USS Reliant model. Nice. And for that one, that was the best model I ever had because my friend uh, Jeffrey, who was um, my chief engineer on the Yorktown, <laughs> uh, we came over and got us a couple. Now of wait weeks. a second. Did you yeah. did you make him the engineer because his name was Jeffrey and so he can go in the Jeffrey tubes? No. Or because no. he got your model working right. No, I told you, <laughs> well, no, because each of us had like in high school like different strengths, and he was always the strongest in math and physics. And then he went on to get his doctorate, so he's like stupid level smart. And but then do you um, still speak to this fellow? Oh yeah, we uh, he we usually talk about once or twice a week. Get out of town. Yeah, he calls me up and we'll chat on like Is he whatever. Still on the uh, on the Yorktown. No, 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 he's he lives in Nashville now. Yeah, but then um, he got transferred. <laughs> our friend Michelle was going to go into <laughs> nursing school after high school, so she became the chief medical officer. All right. Um, Jennifer was this like really tough goth girl that you know, not goth, more like nihilist. Or is it nihilist? I don't know. Nihilist, nihilist works. Okay, so she was that that whole that late '80s nihilism thing. Big Lebowski type nihilism. Kinda, but less German. So she was our chief of security because she could beat any of us up. All right. She was like totally hot. And then, um, like left over though were me and Jay, my best friend from high school. So and you got to be the. <laughs> well, we didn't really have any skills, so <laughs> we took a coin for XO and CO. You're gonna golf. <laughs> Well, that's now, a, that, not in high school. That's a captain's job, golf. Again, that's yeah. XOCO position yeah. right there. You got to golf. That's true. But, uh, yeah. So that was, I mean, so, yeah. So, Jeffrey, when he helped me build the Reliant, he taught me the trick because the balance was wrong just on those models with the uh, Miranda class, that they were front heavy, oh, right? okay. So what you do is you could take and get little bags of sand like a bag of sand. Yeah, you just get like. <laughs> yeah. I'd get my friend Mark's uh, little dime bags. And you'd put the uh, sand in them and uh, put them in the um, in the cells. And since the the cells were hollow, you'd weight it back, and so it would keep it. Uh, That's a really good idea. Position correctly. Okay. So real, see, real model makers they know this because he was always making like jets and tanks and shit. So a starship was easy for him, but so here we are, dummies who just want to do it because we like Star Trek and think it looks cool. Like we're just stupid idiots. Have you seen some of the, the YouTube uh, videos about the guys who build these things now? No. And that you can get like the the add you you buy the link me, the, bruh. You buy the model kit, uh-huh. and then they sell these third party kits that are like um, the interior of the shuttle bay. Oh, that's cool. And so they have like tiny shuttles and they have like the, the people walking around and you paint their uniforms and stuff. I couldn't do that. They have like entire LED. Awesome. Well, my whole thing is like, look, I don't have the time, skill, or patience to do that. But if you want $500 and make me one real nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the know? finished product. Yeah, yeah if, if it, you're getting the thrill of, of making it mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you cash. <laughs> See, I'll put them, all the things we can look forward to when we're retired though when we finally have time and crippling uh, arthritis to prevent uh, us from 
Maybe. Are we gonna get to retire? Well, I mean, my Probably my not. mom's my mom's husband does um like model trains and stuff, and he's really good at painting all that shit. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to paint minis, like D and D minis, but yeah. I just don't have the coordination or the wherewithal or the time nor patience to do it. But I've always yeah. wanted to try. But I'm also I know this sounds dumb, but I'm afraid to try and suck at it. Do you know what I do to to have fun now with my free time? Huh. I I take pages of, of like documents and this isn't work related this is like like uh like articles and i edit them <laughs> i get bored at work and so when i come home i will have like sent th links to me the things that have come across my phone during the day and then i put them into a word document and then i just go through and fix the formatting that's fun and no, that's not that. That's a psychological <laughs> problem. That, that's you need to get. Why back do you to, have to fix the world, Ben? Why do you have this need? Well, and then who do I send things? this to? I've got. I literally have drives full of these edited things that you know, and it's got the the links back to the original, and and I've you got like send it back to them. Yeah, hey, I fix this for you. Here you go. <laughs> but don't I come across as like some kind of ableist, elitist asshole if I do that? Yeah. No. You know what you oh, got to do. That's the whole point, Ben. You got to get back to writing your sexy fanfics. No, I need to get back. Oh, so okay. So this is Monday morning, Tuesday morning. I wake up. So I'm at my uh, creative writing class. Uh-huh. And uh, you go to a creative writing class. So we're sitting there, and the mailman runs, and I had a letter that I guess came to the class's address, and so you know the teacher's handing out some of the mail or whatever, and I got mine. And I open up, and it's my fucking uh, royalty check for what? my book, and it was six hundred sex book, six hundred thirty thousand, six hundred thirty one hundred thirty nine dollars, six hundred thirty thousand one hundred thirty. Is this a dream? Yes. And so I'm like, fuck. And then my teacher's like, oh wow, you probably need to get a financial advisor. And I'm like, no shit. And so I'm thinking about that and they're like, oh, so you're thinking about doing a sequel? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to do a sequel or if I just want to do a second book and, you know, like move on, start fresh. And so I'm spending the rest of the day thinking about what I'm going to do for my second book on the way to the bank to put the $630,000 in the bank. And then I like decide to come home and I put the check on my nightstand and I take a nap because I'm kind of tired after class. And I wake up and the fucking check's gone. <laughs> and then I'm looking around and I'm like, fuck, that was all a dream. And, and damn it. So now the money's gone. And then I spent all that day, though, thinking about my second book. Instead of like reviewing what I had written in that first book that got me fucking $630,000. <laughs> this is very complicated. This is a very complicated dream. It, exactly that and that's when it's just like oh my but god but i like it it's 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 painful and i want you to be happy so if it works then. well i'm happy if i get the actual book i mean but no i'm working on my uh murder mystery book uh for i worked on the time travel book uh it was it um daw turned down my uh murder book it was a who's daw yeah. is it daw da 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 you mean IDW? No, IDW is a comic. No, 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 that's the comic one. No, I thought it was. I got the nice letter with their logo on it. I can. 
That's nice. No, but they were, were nice enough to go, mm, no. Well, do they take unsolicited? Shouldn't you find an agent first? Well, no, they're one of the few publishers that will take unsolicited. Oh, okay. I'll take unsolicited it, nudes if you guys are interested. But it was... Uh, <laughs> sounds like a solicitation for nudes. <laughs> Does it, though? <laughs> Does but it? But yeah, they're a subsidiary of Penguin Random House. Oh, that's cool. But uh, yeah, they were just, they're like a science fiction, speculative fiction. And, uh, well, at least you're still trying. That's fun. Well, yeah, but I, you know, it kind of hurt. Like sci fi like, murder mystery. I mean, of course, though, dude. I mean, you're gonna, I mean, that's what life, that's what it is. Yeah. So I mean, it fucking sucks. I'm still polishing up the time travel one, and I'll, I'll probably send that to them and see if, you know. It's like, well, how about this one? Can you just. Time travel. Fuck, dude. That's all I do is just. We forgot to send you your check for the first one. What? That's all I do is (laughs) send out stupid fucking pitches that I know nobody's going to read. Like, my goal as a writer, like, people like, do you want to work for Marvel? Like, what's your Spider Man idea? And my goal in comics is just to get an email back saying, like, no, thank you. Like, that's my goal. Like, that's all I want. Just an email, just a return email. Like, hey, that's re- it. Well, no, just maybe. Hey, read your pitch, email. not interested. When they say, hey, <laughs> we like where you're going with this whole thing, blah, 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 but we're just not interested right now. So that way, at least it acknowledges I read the pitch and I'm not interested. I not don't even want that. Then, when you see that book come out in a di- slightly different format in a couple of years, Ben, I don't feel like, hey, I helped make that. I don't even want that, Ben. I just would like an email going, yeah, we're okay. Thanks. Okay. Well, I mean, I can send you my letter, which was like, I don't think that's not to me, Ben. Like the, like the way comics oh, work. Can, ben, 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 you know this. Uh, people might not, but like the, the comics thing is like, if you don't hear back from us in a month, consider it no. Yeah. Like that's the way the business works. Like it's, it's like a, yeah, if you don't hear from us, then no. You just wait for, you just wait for nothing. Like you're waiting for you, nothing. You just need to, uh, in your return address, put like, C. Claremont or <laughs> N. Adams or something like that. Yeah, I don't even think they, they fucking get work anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I think Neil was working on something. Yeah, I don't care. It's been a while. That's, my, that's what I'm waiting for, though. That's my goal in comics. It's just to like, yeah, no thanks. And I, I would literally fucking shit my pants and I would run around my house going, wee, wee, wee. I got it. <laughs> Somebody told me to fuck off. <laughs> I mean, I want to, I want to get published, but you know, I'd like to be young enough to, to still enjoy it. No, I don't think it matters because I mean, like, what yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, getting and the thing is, getting published isn't <laughs> even like, all that. Yeah, it matters. It's not even all that cool. I am a. I need the adulation. I am a, a, a thrice. No, fourth. What is it? Thrice. It's it's one, twice, thrice, three times a lady. That's a great song. That's. Three times that that song has come up where somebody was counting and then somebody makes the reference. That's yeah. recently. That's that's a little scary. Thrice times a lady. No, but, but yeah. what, are you, what are you thrice timing? I'm a I'm He's a court I'm a, timing. I'm a court time published uh, author. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, it's, okay, so one of the problems I, I used to love Castle because murder mystery and with yes, weird we know friends. Ben. Yes, Ben, we know <laughs> Castle. But Nathan Fillion, your boyfriend, we get it. He's Hard Castle and McCormick. But no, so I, I watched that though, and then he's got like groupies and shit. And I'm that's like, not real, Ben. That's a TV show. Yeah. 
that I, I know this. That that's the one part that would always break me out of it. Where they're like, oh, "Aren't you Richard Castle?" And it's like, what? "Do you know how famous you'd have to be for an author to get recognized?" Exactly. How like, many living authors are that famous besides like J.K. Rowling? Stephen King. I, yeah. Here's the thing: I could be at Town Center. I could go to Barnes and Noble and get a coffee, and there'd be this nice lady with a fake Scottish accent behind me, and it'd be J.K. And I wouldn't know it was J.K. Rowling, like just some older lady with. You know, no, you would know I'm because sure she, she would be mobbed. Yeah, she and she'd well, be no, going, "Hey, do you guys know that Harry Potter's queer? Like, I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> do you know they're all gay?" You wouldn't say that. <laughs> they're all gay. But Ron was always. They send trying. their poop to a poop dimension. <laughs> <laughs> they mail their poop to each other and then eat it. <laughs> but I don't. I'm not good at recognizing people. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah, like there are probably. You recognize LeVar Burton that one time. Immediately. And, and I almost pissed myself. I, my, uh, my wife was saying his new podcast is fantastic. The one where he reads? Yeah, the one where he just reads you short stories. Maybe you could solicit a story to his short story. Ben? Yeah. Try that. I don't know if they take unsolicited stuff, but you might as well try it. Be like, oh, dear best friend LeVar Burton. So, you know, have the. Send him a copy you may the- remember me from Cherry <laughs> Hill, New Jersey. Best oh, friends forever. Man. That's what you said. Are you a liar, LeVar Burden? But do you, you don't have to take my word for it. Do you lie? You liar. But no, anyway. Um, yeah, this episode's fucking great. Do you, know what, do you know which way to the bathroom? Well, it's right over there. But you don't have to take my word for it. And then be like, all right, yeah, fine. I just need to piss. Just please move. <laughs> And then what makes this episode even better, I know we're going to try to corral us back here. Um, it, tur- it turns into Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. Oh, like, that was the best part. <laughs> it's like they heard our podcast a, a few weeks ago. <laughs> we talked about people getting Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, my God. Because they discover that if you can get, like with some neural stimulators, they can get, K- or what's his name, Kivon? They can Kivon. get Kivon's body moving. It would have been so great if they had just had the actor from Weekend at Weekend Bernie's. Bernie's. Like, for no explanation. <laughs> just a guy in a fucking Hawaiian shirt with sunglasses on. You better have Kivon with a Hawaiian shirt yeah. and sunglasses. And they're like, what? what's wrong it with It was him? so <laughs> fucking hilarious. And then they managed to get him down the hallway and he started running. And like Iggy Publix was like, what did they do to him? And that, which is a really <laughs> funny line. And then he starts running into the pile on, and then they kill the two guys, and then they escape with Iggy Pop. It's fucking great. Like, Can you imagine, though, when they take Iggy Pop uh, back for interrogation at Starfleet? That I mean, he's seen what uh, happened to Kivon. Yeah, he's going to peace. If that's what you look like after Starfleet interrogates you, oh my God. Yeah. It's so, it's so wonderful. Well, isn't he supposed well, to kill himself? And aren't they? That's like their code, right? They're supposed yeah. to kill themselves. So, but they were gonna basically find out what he told, and then whack him. Basically, yeah. I wish we could have seen Iggy Pop again. It's so good, dude. And like I'm reading here on the Wikipedia page, you can see I guess him on Venture Brothers. Yeah, I guess. And they rank this episode the 92nd best episode of all Star Trek. That's, that's pretty high praise, considering what top. Doing. Top uh, one seventh, right? Yeah, something that's like that. there's seven hundred and something episodes. Yeah, this one to be in the top one hundred—that's pretty damn good. 
I just I think it's fucking brilliant. Like I as like a decompression episode that has nothing to do with moving the story along and like there's no big war battles and stuff. It's just like it's fun. Like it's, I think we've we've all we've seen episodes like this before where they just can't pull it off. Yeah. Know? And then and he, it's fraught with danger of becoming like too campy and not working. Yeah. But everybody is great in this. Yeah, it's just perfect. Yep. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of like another funny Star Trek episode that I really enjoyed, um, but nothing is coming to my head right now at the moment. I enjoyed piece of piece of the action. Which one's the, that? The gangster episode of the original series. Yeah, that piece of the action is pretty good. This is but, like um, this is like the uh, little green men. You know, like that was a, a good one. Frangy focused, like weird situation where the rest yeah. of the crew isn't there. That one was pretty good, but I think this one's definitely better. It's just perfect. Like it's a perfect episode. Like I'm gonna, I'm, 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 it's, I'm gonna give it a nine. Like I, <gasps> oh, I, dude, I fucking loved it. Like I couldn't help it. Like it was, I was just the whole episode. I'm just smiling and I'm enjoying where it's going. And it's just because you're watching, you're going, "This is never gonna work." Like how is the, how are they gonna fuck this up? And then they, it's brilliant. Like I, and. It's the callbacks are good. I love the. I think it's fucking great. I'm gonna give it a nine. I can't help it. I I would have given it a nine if somebody had like punched on one of the consoles or something and it went do <laughs> Then I would have been all right. Okay, cool. But now it's like a seven point five for me. It's pretty right. good. Yeah, that's tough for me because it's like okay. I know in three episodes, my, you know. My ten is coming. Yeah, but, but what uh, I'm, but my whole point of it is, I'm just gonna go with what I feel at the moment. And this this episode, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I'll, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give it an eight. You don't have, don't feel pressure to give it a high score because I do. Well, I mean, because I'm 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 just I'm I'm on the fence between that seven point five, which I don't think is good enough, you know, and mm-hmm. then eight is like okay, yeah, I can you know. I'm I'm teetering on that 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 pivot point there of, of where to 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 let it uh, fall. So for me, for me, like seven point five is a happy to rewatch. Like if you see it on, you're like, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's so, yeah. I think I think I'm gonna go with seven point five just to to be wishy washy. All right, I lie. Yeah, uh, you guys are wrong. This episode's a nine. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's. Great. it's I mean, I haven't had this much fun watching a Star Trek episode in a really long time. And you need those. You really yeah, do. Yeah, you Especially really with do. the war going on. Yeah. You, you kind of got to... You know, whenever I see the pictures of, of, like, the guys over, you know, in the war, and they're doing, like, they'll have, like, how many soldiers can fit in the, latri- you know, in the porta potty thing or something. And, and have you seen I these videos? That's a Navy thing, probably. No, this was, this was uh, <laughs> Army or Marines. But or I saw the guys who were playing. They were like a bunch of uh, Air Force guys playing Quidditch. Because y'all just you know you get a broom and you jump at the same time, and it looks like you're flying on brooms, and just you know you have to have that decompression from all the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just we had a uh, we had an underground boxing competition i think it's called fight club and you shouldn't be talking about it no right? like uh some of the uh civil engineering guys like one of them was big into boxing so he brought his boxing gloves on deployment of and, course because, like, why not? people who wanted to just spar mm-hmm. to blow off some steam we would just like meet in a randomly assigned tent 
and just have these little sparring matches. Jesus. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Nobody got hurt. It's just sparring. You know, it's just jab. Yeah. yeah. No haymakers. We never did anything like that in the Navy. We were always professional. And just kissing each other. <laughs> we just did our jobs. What happened to the fan room? Yeah, stage? right. I don't believe that. <laughs> Waking up in a, what was it? Uh, was it Key West on the ship? And the guy came back from Liberty and he stripped and did the Buffalo Bill scene in front of the mirror at the end of the rack. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck's going on? I think on? I look beautiful. I fuck me. <laughs> like, okay, Charlie, go to bed. I fuck me. You know, it doesn't help that the guy's like 6'4", you know, 250, just like full muscle. I think that definitely helped, actually. Yeah, that would be hot. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was a little scary. Nothing. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there you go. That's the episode. So wonderful. And we'll be back. She's going to she's gonna hypnotize you. And Patreon's so, counter utilizing. <laughs> I can't look. I can't look. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. You guys have a wonderful day. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>